You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. All right, Sean, we got the stopwatch rolling 15 minutes. Let's talk today about some of the most common issues we're seeing in our online lessons. And we love doing these online lessons. We're doing a couple hundred of them every month. And it, we get to see so many more golfers than we could ever see in person. So we're getting just a wide, like from all over the world, we're getting a wide variety of issues coming in, but we still see, keep seeing a lot of the same issues. And it's, it's one of those things where, you know, if you're teaching just in your local area, and you kind of like, it's like everybody almost starts to develop the same issues and you're like so 15 true, mile radius and you wonder like what the, what's the rest of the world doing? God, that is so true. And you can almost tell, hey man, I know this guy's from California without even talking to him. Right, right. Or this guy's, hey, this guy's down the street, right? This guy, this, this, this swing's been taught in this area for a hundred years. But yeah. you start seeing swings from India, from China, from, you know, the, the UK, California, Maine, it, you know, and you start to look at all these different moves coming in and you really start to see a lot of similarities with these setup issues. Yeah, no, no, there's no doubt. So I, I think I, kind of moving forward here, we can do this more often. It's like Mike and I are doing, and we even have another program. We call it Elite. That we're, It's it's sold out now, but, I mean, these guys are able to send in swings way more often. And, you know, even with these guys, we constantly have to work on their setup. Like I think it's golfers discount the setup like a lot of times in an in-person lesson i want to give just a setup lesson and a grip lesson but they get disappointed because they just think it's not valuable enough but the the more online lessons we do the more commonalities swing issues we start to see we'll do more different swing issues but today we want to do setup just because i mean everything stems on the setup and the grip how you move the back swing how you move into the back swing how you turn the body what angles you tilt on it all stems from the address position. And um, like Mike said, we're seeing some of the same bad stuff come through and we'll just keep discussing what we're seeing as, you know, throughout the swing, but today we'll do the setup. You touched on such a good point. I had a, had a guy who, who called for a, or sent an email asking about, you know, availability for online less or not. I mean, in-person lessons. And he's like, okay, so will I get that amount of new stuff? Like he was, he was equating it. Okay. This is what it cost. So I need to be, make sure that I get that dollar amount in new ideas that I've never heard before. <laughs> Jeez. I spit all of my microphone. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, I'm like, well, I, you exactly know, I compute that. I don't know how you would quantify that, but there's nothing new in the golf swing, man. I mean, like the golf swing has been done. We've got Ben Hogan here up on the screen. The, the, He's doing the same things we're talking about now in our videos. We're just showing it differently and we're able to measure it differently. You, the, There's no magic bullet. I think too many guys are looking, okay, like perfect example of what you just said. We see so many golfers 
who are set up so poorly that they have next to zero chance of making a repeatable, powerful golf swing. There's no chance. And if you give that lesson, you'll see some droopy faces sometimes because they'll like, <laughs> hey, man, I didn't fly down here to get a setup lesson. Right. I wanted to get on gears and find that needle in the haystack that I never heard of before. That's the shiny, you know, magic bullet that I, you know, I could go tell my buddies about. But even when they hit it better, there's still some disappointment in there that they didn't get the the Ferrari. They got the, you know, the old reliable Camry or something like that. And with online lessons, we can go about it completely different, right? That's why I like them so much. Yeah. So one of the most common things that we see. And if we do, if we do 12 online lessons, let's take, make a 10, even round number today, we're going to see this issue in nine of them, eight of them for sure. Probably nine of them, sometimes all 10 of them. And it's this idea or this feeling, this notion. I was taught it. I think at a certain age, everybody was taught this. I've just turned 50. And I hear it from guys who are 40, and I certainly hear it from guys who are older than 40. It's the idea of when you set up, you want to feel like you're sitting back on a bar stool. Mm -hmm. That was the first thing I read in Hogan's book. I mean, I read that book when I was about 10. I can still see that image in my head. You talk about pictures being powerful. Yes. Like that image of they had that thing, that little bar stool drawn under his rear end. I'm like, oh, I see. I need to be on my heels. Yeah. That set me back a little bit. We've got his swing pulled up, and it's – You've got to be careful, and we talk about this a lot, with viewing a swing. Like, there's not a million different ways to swing a golf club. But no, there are, there but one golf swing can have a million different looks. Mm-hmm. There's an infinite number of places to put that camera lens, and you're going to get a different look every time you move it. So mm-hmm. it's difficult to find a really good angle, and we've got one pulled up here of Hogan. And he is doing exactly what we see Roy McIlroy do, what we see Bruce Kepka do, Dustin Johnson. He's got, he's not sitting on a bar stool. No. So he's not doing it. But yet. The guy that even said he did it. But generations, I did it. And I remember when Scott, when Scott first gave me this lesson, again, just goes back to show you that nothing's new. Scott first gave me this setup deal back probably 20 years ago. And I'm 6'5", long-waisted, right? So I got a weird body shape. Um, so my shins, and this is what you want to look for. When you're set up, if your shins are vertical, you're doing it wrong, right? Yeah. So we do, we do a lot of Photoshop. You know, you just do online work. You're going you're gonna to get into Photoshop and, you know, for graphics and whatnot. And I can take a golfer, sends us his swing. I can Photoshop his body out of the picture from the knees up. And you can't tell the difference if he's just standing having a conversation or if he's about to try to move the club 100 miles an hour. That's a big problem. That's a big problem because <laughs> it should look a lot different. Now, you Photoshop this picture of Hogan, take his from the knees up, take his body out of the equation, and he's in motion. One of the first, going to my, uh, my esteemed uh, art degree now in college, so one of the first art classes that I had was it was a drawing class. And if you want to depict motion when you're drawing, which is hard to do, like you're drawing a still image, you've got to depict motion. You put things at angles. Hmm. So if you want to put the motion of a club, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. You have it, you have a tree. You want to look like it's blowing, right? You put it at an angle, put it at an angle. You don't put it straight up and put lines through it. Like it's wind lines. 
That's what I would do. <laughs> I think that's what I did. I think that's how I learned that lesson. <laughs> I had the cloud blowing on it. <laughs> so you put things at angles. So if we Photoshop this picture of Hogan, where it's just, we're just seeing his knees down, his shins are at an angle. Yeah, forward angle. A forward angle, all right? So his knees are out kind of over the bottom of his shoelaces. Nobody really talks about that much, but, man, that's such a huge deal. When you do that, you'll feel your feet kind of gripping the ground differently, too. Well, it, it locks you down into the you're ground. You're going to feel – I'm going to just go back to this lesson. I was like – Scott was like, all right, man, you got to get this – you got to get your butt forward. I was like, well, I'm just built differently. And he goes, I don't care. It doesn't matter. So <laughs> – I did what he wanted me to do, and I literally couldn't take the club back because I had so much pressure on the golf club that it was a kickstand, and I couldn't move it away. I would have fell down. Tripod. And he goes, he goes, and I was like, see, I can't do it. And he goes, that ain't why you can't do it. you just never done it before. He said, come back after you can do it. And he gave me a drill to do, and then it took about eight days, and then now, boom, it's easy to do. But you're, you're activating totally different muscles those stabilizers that set up that golfers have never, never really use. You're using the, the, the tendons and muscles around the shins and, and calves and, and Achilles tendons and all those things you're using differently that, that you feel dynamic standing there, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I can move quick now from here. And what that does, the beauty of what that does, we have so many golfers who early extend in the golf swing or, or shove their hips forward to the golf ball, you know, humping, humping the golf ball, humping the goat, whatever you want to say it. This puts your hips, the center of your hips, over top of your ankles. Mm -hmm. And you can move so dynamically when that's the case because for everybody that sets up on that bar stool, they always get there in the downswing. The problem is they've had to hump their hips forward six inches to find that good balance point. Now the handle's got to be raised up, and now they've got to really start to roll the face to square it. If you can start there, you're so far ahead of the game. Yeah, absolutely. And we give this drill, it's probably one of our drills we give the most where, you know, you get about three inches from the wall, you know, back up towards the wall with your rear end towards the wall, get about three inches from the wall. With your heels. Practice, yeah, uh, with your heels and practice taking your setup without pushing your rear end back into the wall. And we always say it's almost like you want to feel like you're bending over a fence a little bit more than you mm-hmm. do sitting back. And a lot of times people are like, man, I feel like I'm going to fall over, just like Mike said. (laughs) It just takes some practice to find the balance points when you're just set up differently. Yeah, so when when you have, when you're sitting on that bar stool, have that posture, your upper body has a different bend to it, right? Because it's usually too upright, right? Yep. And your hands get close and all that. And there's no hip bend. You know, there's not the proper amount of tilt to the pelvis forward. So when you get, when you get your butt, and I'll, that, that's my favorite drill for this. Put your feet. I always have guys try to get a just a scrap of two by four, three and a half inches, two by four, lay it against the wall in your house and it's out of the way. And just constantly throughout the day, don't walk past this hallway without doing this four or five times and you'll get it. Put your heels up to that two by four, take your set, set up and be able to put your hand between your wall and your butt. If you can do that, right? So your, your butt's not jammed into the wall or breaking the drywall. So you got the two by four laid, so it's two inches from the wall or four no, inches the from two, the wall? No, the two by four is laid up against the wall. Okay. Okay, so it's two so by four is three and a half inches. I got it. Yep, so your feet, your heels are going to be jammed up to that, so your heels are three and a half inches off the wall. That gives you plenty of room to take the correct setup, and then you're going to start to feel now that hip bend that you talked about and where the mass of the upper body needs to be. 
be a bunch of people around the Home Depot tomorrow. Yeah. Grab a t- grab a two by four. <laughs> what you need a, just a two by four? You just yeah. need two feet of a two by four. <laughs> it's golf, it must man. Must be a golfer. It must be a golfer. <laughs> grab some alignment sticks while you're in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean they should have a golf section. <laughs> so to, I'll put some chalk lines in there while you're at it. So what are what are some uh, what are some of the commonalities the issues involved when you don't set up like this when you are sitting on that bar stool what do we see right off the bat yeah so I mean there's a couple of things that are going on um, a lot of times the handle gets in a bad spot um, you know they kind of like put it down between their legs a little bit too much and round their upper back but the main thing is I think you know when you set up poorly like with, with this, what Mike's talking about, what we're talking about here, when you start turning back, you start turning too level. When you don't angle the pelvis properly forward, which is basically what you run into when you're doing this setup where you don't have any bend forward in the shins, your pelvis doesn't set up with enough angle forward, so your belt's kind of level. Yep. The belt buckle's pointed too level, not toward down toward the ball, and you can't tilt the pelvis correctly as you start back, which affects the upper body, which turns level. And then now you've got this cascading effect. That So it really does, these details of the setup, you know, I think the average is like 20 degrees forward with the pelvis, depending on what system you look at, but just knowing that, just knowing that there needs that bend forward so that it can tilt, I mean, that's such a huge, huge deal in the swing, and it affects everything. And if you want to visualize what we're talking about, go to our latest uh pros versus ams video on youtube it's the hip rotation video and we show it in great detail there it, this will this is a big indicator that you'll start pivoting around the right hip which moves the which actually causes that early extension in the backswing it's not a downswing issue it's a backswing issue this sets that into motion and it's it's virtually impossible to not do once you set up this way and once the hip starts to move that way in the backswing and then a, another setup issue we see all the time Sean is kind of like We'll see a guy who has this set up with his with his shins vertical and his, his butt way behind his heels at setup. Almost look like he's got a bunker set up with his driver. Yeah. Right? The handles the, the the grip of the club's pointing underneath his belt buckle. Yeah. And that bunker setup and immediately what happens, the face opens and the club goes outside the out out the over top of the plane too much with an open face, just like you're hitting a bunker shot. Yep. Exactly right. And it's, it affects um, wrist motion too. Yeah. It affects so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's such an important deal and having something like gears where you can actually, you know, the system will track certain parts of the body really well. And when you see just top 10 player after top 10 player or, or the guys that all swing it over 120 miles an hour, they've all got their hips at least over their ankles right with very very few exceptions and then they always move them there very early in the swing so if you can set up there i mean you're just giving yourself you're stacking the odds in your favor and it, you know it's nobody can be guaranteed to have a golf swing that's never going to hit a bad shot ben hogan hit bad shots tiger hit bad shots everybody's going to hit bad shots but the more you can do certainly the more you can do before you even move the club to mm. stack all these odds in your favor the better your misses are going to be. And that's that's golf right there. It's how bad do you miss it? Everybody's good shots go to the target. Where does your bad shots go? Those are the ones that we got to correct. And yeah, it's, that's so true. I mean, everybody can hit a good shot once in a while. It's the quality or bad shots that's going to determine how good you end up getting eventually at the game. Absolutely. So give us a try. Check out that video if you need a visual for it. 
I think it'll make a lot of sense to you, but go get a scrap of two by four, pick up some alignment sticks and get this set up down and you're gonna be, you're gonna be well on your way to building a swing that will repeat and be quite a bit longer than what you have now. All right, that yes, pretty much sir. covers it. The alarm's going off. What else we need to cover? Uh, if you guys are enjoying these and, and gaining um, some insights from them and, and improving, please go over to iTunes and subscribe. And also, if you have time, leave us a five-star and, and a written review. Uh, when you do those things, it helps more people find the podcast, and we're trying to help as many golfers as we can, and you guys can help us do that. Awesome, guys. We appreciate y'all listening. We will see you on the next one.